nothing changes. Hey, welcome to the Relevant Student Ministry Podcast. We hope this encourages and inspires you on your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. But hey, this is week three of the series Karaoke Kids that we've been, I hope you've been uh, enjoying it, getting some, some good stuff out of it. But hey, listen, this past summer, um, my kids were totally into Moana. I mean, they watched it like every single day. Um, there were there was times on our vacation where, I mean, they literally watched it multiple times a day, every single day. And so that was not just then. I mean, that, that was our life, singing all those songs. And they just, they love all the songs. They love all the little characters. I mean, Ansley, you know, I keep telling her she's Moana. She's like, no, you Maui. And, and so we just kind of, you know, just make it uh, really fun. In fact, we went swimming on Monday over at my father-in-law's. And, uh, and they have this little raft that's shaped like a slice of watermelon. And, uh, and it's got two little ropes on the front of it that you hold on to. And so uh, so both of them kept wanting to get on this this raft. And, and Aiden started it, but Ansley followed it along. And they get on the raft and they go, I am Moana of Matanu. You will board my boat. You will sail across the sea and restore the heart of Tafiti. And it was just so funny. Nobody prompted them to do that. It was just, they just went with it and it was, it was hilarious, right? But... You know, people are kind of whatever, uh, you know, about the movie. I, I think it's a cute little movie. Um, I love the message behind it because it's all about finding who you are, right? Moana had this battle throughout the movie um, because her family had kind of picked out who they wanted her to be, right? That you're going to be the next chief of our, our island. You're not supposed to swim out that. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do, you know, these things. And she was constantly feeling bottled in and, and held back. She knew there was something so much more for her that was out there. And I think for many of us in our lives, we, we kind of get trapped, don't we? We get trapped um, in, in life and we get boxed in and bottled in um, for many different reasons. But for one of the reasons is because we're trying to be so many other things and, and, and so many other people that, that we just aren't. And we have to learn to be true to ourselves. So tonight is all about being true to yourself in a message called How Far I'll Go. Because here's the deal. You can't do something, you can't be someone that you're not. You're going to always fail at that. You're going to always fail at that. You're going to feel uh, disappointed and you're, you're just going to always fail at that because you can't be anybody but you. You can try to be other people and you can try to do other things, but, but at the end of the day, you got to be true to yourself. Hey, if you have a Bible or a Bible app on a device or something like that, turn to the book of Romans. We've been... In Romans chapter 12, throughout this whole series, uh, we're going to continue in that tonight. Um, first week, we were in uh, Romans 12, verse 1. Last week, we were in Romans 12, verse 2. And tonight, we're going to look at Romans 12, verses 3 through 8. Okay? And so, uh, go ahead, get those out, and we're going to pick up Romans 12, verse 3. Everybody listen up, have your listening ears on, mouth closed, right? Okay, here we go. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of you has one body with many members, and those members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according 
to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophecy, um, if your gifts have prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then encourage. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you so much for this night. Uh, God, I pray that you speak to us. I thank you for your word. Um, it's such an important thing. God, I pray that we would get that, that we would get the importance of your word and how much we need it in our lives. It's more than just a book. God, it is very uh, life to us. It's that big a deal. It's as important as, as air is to our lungs. And so, God, I pray that, that we would get something out of this message tonight, Lord, that you would speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, here we go. So my first point for you tonight is this. You gotta change your stinking thinking. Alright? You gotta change your stinking thinking. Listen to what it says here at the beginning of our passage tonight. But by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but think of yourself with sober judgment. You gotta change your stinking thinking. We we hit this last week because uh, our scripture last week said to um, not conform to the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of what? Your mind. It's all about shifting your focus. It's all about shifting your mindset, right? When we're born into this world, we're born into this sin nature, right? And, and so we, as as we grow in the Lord, as we grow in Christ, as we get closer to Him, we, we it's a transformative process. It doesn't happen overnight. It's something that you have to work at. And that's why we hit so hard on you guys have to have a quiet time. You have to have spend time with God every day. Because there is so many influences in your life. There's so many other voices. And there's so many other things out there that is just in front of you and kind of bombarding you all the time. And so you have to have that quiet time, that those moments with God. Whether it's in, um, in the Bible and reading His Word. Or, or whether it's uh, spending time just praying and, and just having silence and listening to his voice. There's many different ways that you can do it. But you have to do it. You have to change your stinking thinking. Listen, tonight you might think, man, I'm just not good enough. You know, just, I just can't measure up. And, and many of us do that. We, we, we fight that in our lives. We think we're not good enough. Some of you might think you're not smart enough or, or not pretty enough or good looking enough. Uh, some of you might think, man, you know, I, I come from the wrong side of the tracks. You know, I'm not, I'm not popular. My name is not something that's well known, you know. Um, you, you might think that you've made too many mistakes. You know, I'm, I'm just too far gone. You know, I, there's no point. Um, I'm, I'm not going to amount to anything. And, and those are just those are thoughts of the enemy, really. Those are lies of the enemy. That, and that's not God's view of you. Those are opposite of what God thinks about you. But, but oftentimes, these things come from us comparing ourselves with other people. Right? We, we think we're not good enough. Well, what measures what's good? We're, we're looking at other people and, and what they're going through and what they're living in their lives. Or what, what is smart and what is pretty or what are all these things. Oftentimes, we fall into this trap and it's called the comparison trap. And we're trying to compare ourselves with, with other people and how they're living their lives and, and what they're doing. But man, God sees you so much differently than what you might see yourself. You might think you're not good enough, but man, God, God sees you as good enough. God sees you as smart enough. God created you, created you for a plan and, and a purpose. And he, there's, there's incredible talent right here in this room. And I'm not just talking about musical abilities or, 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 or anything other than that. I'm, I'm talking about there's incredible potential right here in this room in you guys. But don't play the comparison trap. 
Don't compare yourself to what other people are doing or are saying or how, how they're living their life. You might, you might look at someone and say, well, you know, they don't, they don't go to their, they don't go to church and they don't, they don't do this whole Jesus thing and, and they're kind of living a life I would kind of like to live, right? You might, you might think that. You might think, well, you know, uh, they kind of got it going on. I seem to can't catch a break. Like, what, what's, you know, what's the deal? What am I doing wrong? And, and, and it's so easy to fall into this comparison trap. So those, those are thoughts. Those are, those are, that's a mindset. That's a mind uh, shift that needs to happen inside of you. And that's only done in Jesus. To know who God thinks about you. To know that God loves you and cares about you and that, that, that He does have a plan for you and everything that's inside of that plan is exactly what, what you need. So, so stop comparing yourself to other people and how they're living their life or what, what they're doing. It doesn't matter what they're doing. You, you can't be them. you gotta be, you got to be you. you got to be true to yourself. Here's the deal. When we, when we try to compare ourselves to other people, we, we only see what's on the outside. Right? We, we went over this last week and how everybody posts all the good stuff on, on social media, right? And nobody posts all the crazy stuff and the bad stuff that's going on because nobody, nobody wants to do that, right? But so many times we see things on, on the surface, but we don't know what's going on inside other people. We don't, we don't know what's going on in their hearts or, or the, maybe there's, there's craziness going on in their lives or maybe right, really deep down inside they may not think well of themselves. They just put on a front. See, the grass looks greener on the other side sometimes, but what we don't realize is there's a septic tank underneath that. You guys know what a septic tank is, right? Yeah. That's where all the poop goes. Okay? And it fertilizes the grass, so a grass over a septic tank is always going to be greener and look nicer because it's being fertilized. Someone may look like they have it all together, but deep down things are really crap in their life. It's just the honest truth. It's that way for many of us, but we don't want to put that. We're not going to post our drama and, 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 and our feels and all this stuff out there, right? We post all the good, all the good stuff. When someone asks, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. We don't, we don't, that's it. That's the surface value. We're not going into detail about what's going on in our lives. So you can't play that comparison game because you don't know them. You don't know their life. You don't know what they've been through necessarily. You just got to know you. Can't be anybody else but you. And that only comes through Jesus because that's where identity is found. That's where we're going to find our true self is in Him. So that's, that's the first step is what you got to do to break this comparison trap in your life is man, give your life to Jesus. Focus on Him. Focus on who He wants you to be and quit worrying about everything and everybody else. What's popular, what's cool, or what everybody else is doing. Focus on God and who He wants you to become because that's the truest version of yourself that you will ever be. So that's one thing. Another thing to help break this comparison trap is to celebrate other people's success. If you want to break the comparison trap, then you need to genuinely celebrate when another person succeeds or does well. Okay? That's another way to break that because then see that takes the focus off you and how you feel and puts it on them. And allows you to encourage them. But what we need is found in Jesus. Everything that we need is found in Him. So my second point for you is this, right? If, if that's the case, are you in or are you out? Are you in? Are you out? This next part of the scripture, uh, verses 5 through 6, I don't know, it just really jumped out on the page to me. And this is how you need to read your Bible. Don't just read it and say, oh, you know, check, I read my Bible. But, but read it. What is sticking out to you? Might be a word or a phrase or whatever. And this is exactly what happened for me in this part of Scripture. It just kept, I don't know why, it just kept, I kept coming back to it. 
right here. <clears throat> For uh, just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, someone say in Christ. In Christ. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to the other. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. In Christ. Are you in or are you out? See, in Christ, that's everything that we could ever need or want. Right there. Some of y'all think you need this or that. Some of y'all think y'all need all the right clothes and you need the right look. And everybody has this particular haircut, so I need that. Everybody has the real hipster glasses, so I need that. Everybody has the skinny jeans, so I need that. We, we think we have to look like everybody else, but you are unique on your own and you don't have to look like everybody else. Those things don't define you. You are not what you do. You are not how, the way you look does not define you. Everything that we need or could ever want and what's going to lead us to what we're meant to be is found in Christ. And here's the deal. Sometimes God plans, it, it, it can be scary sometimes, right? It can be scary. Sometimes it doesn't even make sense. We don't understand it. But everything in God's plan is going to be perfect for you. And it's going to work out the way it needs to work out. And everything that you will need is inside of His plan. It's in Christ. So are you in or are you out? See, if you're out, you're only going to fabricate something that was never meant for you. If it's not in Christ and you're trying to, trying to become what, what everybody else is doing or what everybody else is saying or whatever everybody else might be leading you to or influencing you without saying it, you're going to fabricate something that, that's not meant for you. It's some kind of alternate reality almost. I think of the movie Back to the Future 2 where, where they created an alternate future, right? You guys remember that? Like they created an alternate future. And you could very well be doing that, walking away from God's plan for your life and who He has destined you to be. All because you're trying to be someone that you're not. It's found in Christ. My kids have this, um, this little tub of blocks. It used to be Aiden's, but now um, Ansley has inherited it. She loves it. <clears throat> but it's a, a block, little blocks. They're all different shapes. There's stars, there's half moons. There's, um, it's not Legos. They're, they're wooden blocks. They're, they're, there's, there's round ones, there's square ones. There's all these different shapes. And when you put the lid on top of it, there's different shaped holes on top of it. You guys seen those type of things before? Yeah. And so you have to fit the square block inside the square hole, right? Here's the deal. A square peg is not going to fit in a round hole. It's not going to work, right? And the same for you is this. You are not going to fit in someone else's mold. They have their own life. They have something that God has created for them. And you have your life and who God has created you to be. You're not going to fit in their mold. Sometimes you're not going to fit in the mold that you think that you should have. You're going to fit perfectly in what it is that God has designed for you. The path and the plan that He has for you is where you're going to fit. You can try to fit yourself in, in whatever mold you like, but it's not going to work. Only what Jesus has for you will work. And it's found in Him. So here's the deal. If, that's, if that intrigues you, that's great. So you're in. But are you all in? Because you've got to take it a step further. If you're in, that's great. But are you all in? That's my third point tonight. Are you all in? Look at verses 6 through eight. He begins to talk about, all right, so, so if you begin to discover your, your passions and your talents and your gifts, what are you going to do with it, right? So verses six through eight. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy. 
in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. Listen, listen how he elaborates on these next few ones. If it's giving, then give generously. He doesn't just say, oh, just give a little. He says, give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. Don't, don't, don't just lead, but do it well. Do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, don't just show mercy. Do it cheerfully. It's more than just going in. It's about going all in and giving in to those passions, desires, gifts, and plans and things that God has for you. Listen, many things will catch your eye, but only a few things will catch your heart. And those are the things that you need to pursue. There's some passions that you guys have. You don't even realize they're God. It's God's passion that He's given you. It could be a bunch of different things, right? You know, I, 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 don't, I don't cry a lot in movies. I'm, I'm kind of like Kat back there. She doesn't cry uh, in movies. But, but there are certain things that will tug at my heart. You know, I might see a video on Facebook of, of someone giving you know, a homeless person $100. There's all kinds of videos like that. Or, or, or it might be all those videos of soldiers surprising their families from coming home. Bro, I, I will ugly cry all over the place and I'm okay with that. I have, I have a heart for people. I'm a pastor. I'm, I'm compassionate about people and those things. They, they stir me, right? There, there's some of you that help out in kids' church every week. <laughs> you, have, you, you don't just want to just help out. You have a passion for those kids and you want to see them grow up kind of like you did. There's different passions that God... Some of you are passionate about music, so you're involved in, 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 in the worship team and, and different things. Hey, can I tell you this? I, I, I'm, I'm, I love music. I'm passionate about music. I play music. That's what got my start in ministry as a worship pastor was my desire to, to learn. I, I was a drummer. That was where I started. I'm a drummer at heart, but I wanted I felt led to, to learn guitar, and that led to an opportunity to lead worship, and that's where I got my start in ministry. So you don't know what God is going to do with your passion. And many of you have different passions. Now, now some of you guys have passions for the wrong things, okay? And, and this is where, where it gets a little tricky because you have to decide what passions are from God and what passions are from not, right? Guys, you might be real passionate about that cute girl at school, and you're messing around, fooling around with her, and that's someone else's wife. That ain't for you, okay? You might be passionate about other things, but you know they're not from you. And you know how you test that? You, you, you test that with the Bible. That's our standard for living. That's our standard for life. And you can test anything and everything with what God's Word says. Does it line up with God's Word? If it does, then it's, it, it's probably God. You know, if you if you're passionate about something, it's because but it's your emotions and your feelings. Like I could be I could be passionate about another woman that's not my wife and think, well, that's how I feel, so I should follow that, right? And so I do, and and then my wife kills me because you know that's just how she rolls. Okay? Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? Right? Follow. Nod your head. Okay. Not every passion is from God, so you have to learn how to figure. How do you figure that out? How do you figure out what passions are what? And you test it. Does it line up with God? Does it line up with God's word? So, so work on your passions, whatever that might be. Many of them might call this your talents or your gifts. And, and the Bible here uses a lot of different gifts. They're spiritual gifts. Um, serving and prophesying and, and giving. All these are different spiritual gifts. But this could be uh, uh, you know, a number of gifts that God wants to use. In your life, and they're they're simply just passions, things that you are are passionate about. And it could be 
could be a number of different things. But you've got to figure out what that is. What, what, what passions are God? What passions aren't they? Are not of God? The ones that you feel like are God, follow them. Pursue them. The ones that are catching your heart. But don't follow what everybody else is doing. Don't follow their passion. Those are their passions. Those are their dreams. And you don't even know if that's even what God has for them. It's just something that they're doing. And you can't, you just, you can't be other people and what they're doing. Don't conform the ways of this world, but be transformed. Let God transform you. Let God lead you. Let God take you to where he wants you to go. So stop following everybody else. Why, why don't you guys be the trendsetters? Why don't you be the ones that stand out amongst everything else? You know, why, why, why does it got to be the, the same old things that stick out and everybody tends to follow? Why, why don't you guys lead the way? Why don't you guys lead the way and, and stand up for truth and stand up for what's right? And you know, It's not always going to be the popular thing, but... Why don't you guys be the one that are leading the way? Who are you going to lead? Those of you that are, 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 ugh, can't spit it out. are older, those of you that are older, are you going to lead the younger generation up? Because they're the next youth group in here. Who are you leading along the way? Are there, are there people in, in your school around you, your classmates? Are, are, how are you leading them? Who's, who's going to continue this thing after I'm gone? Who's going to continue this, this thing years from now? Is there going to be, even be a church left years from now? Who are you leading? Maybe you think, man, you know what? I'm not, I'm not really a leader. I don't really feel like a leader. Man, listen, God sees you as so much more than what you see yourself. I was in your shoes. I was in that boat. That's what I thought. I did not think much of myself when I was your age. But man, I had so many amazing people in my life. They saw so much more in me than what I saw in myself. And I just found myself following those people and following those voices. Those voices became the most important thing in my life. I didn't care what other people thought. I didn't care about being cool. I didn't care about being in every single club or in every little thing. I followed those voices. Those were the ones that really cared about me and who I am. But God looks at you and sees so much more than what you see in yourself. I mean, think about it. Think about the people throughout the Bible that, that God saw and raised up. They were just ordinary, average Joe people. Think about David. David was a shepherd boy. Not much older than some of you. But God didn't just see a shepherd boy. He saw a king. Least picked among his brothers to be king. Who's a giant killer. A mighty leader and warrior for God. Peter was just a fisherman. And at the time Jesus met him, he wasn't a good fisherman because he wasn't catching anything. And Jesus says, come on, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. And he took what he was passionate about and he flipped it on. Do you see what I'm saying to you tonight? God sees you so much more than what you might see yourself or think in yourself. Follow him. Your path, your plan, your destiny, your identity, everything is found in Jesus. Are you in? Are you all in? Tonight, Jaden, you can come out. We're going to get ready to close. Listen, you know, it's football season. Thank you, Jesus. It's football season. In. You know, I was thinking about this a little bit today, but champions, champions are famous for concentrating their energy and efforts on the most important goals. They're, they're laser focused in on those things, getting better, 
growing, being the best, right? Any of those guys you might see, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Tom Brady, any of these guys, they're going to be focused on who they are as a player. Listen, Tom Brady's not going to be out there trying to catch passes. That's not what he does. He's an amazing quarterback. I'm not even a Tom Brady fan, but he's an amazing, he's an amazing quarterback. So he's going to focus on, on that. He's not going to focus on, on other things. LeBron James is going to focus on what he needs to focus on, on leading a team. And he's not going to be focused on, on well, he's a pretty good all-around player, so it's kind of it's going to be tough to, you know, to say what he might be. He's not going to be focused on, on being like a, a side player or a sideline player. He's going, to, he's going to want the ball. His winners want the ball. So champions are laser-focused in on their most important goals. And so much so that they almost block out anything and everything that might threaten their focus. Average achievers, average achievers are just going to haphazardly be focused on loosely defined goals. See, champions concentrate on the attainment of a singular purpose with an intensity that borderlines on obsession. They become obsessed with it. They become obsessed with getting better. They become obsessed with getting back to the top. Guys don't want to just go win one Super Bowl. They want to get back to it and win another Super Bowl. They want to leave their legacy. They want to leave their stamp on the game. You want to know what God's plan for you is. You want to know what what those passions are that that maybe are there or, or maybe you're still trying to find out and develop. You want to know all those things? Well, this is what you have to do. You have to become obsessed with Jesus because all those things are found in Him and only in Him. You want to know who you are? Become obsessed with Jesus. You want to know what this whole world is all about for you? Become obsessed with Jesus. When you become obsessed with Jesus, it shifts your thinking. It takes your thinking off of yourself and off your desires and off of your opinions and off of everything and puts it all on Him. We become, we should become less concerned with what everyone else is doing because we're like those champions. We're laser focused in on Him, on Jesus. And we become less obsessed with ourselves, more concerned about those passions that God wants to stir up inside of us. Man, if you follow Jesus, there's no telling how far you'll go. Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our student ministry, go to our church website, arisebrandon.com, and click the About Us tab, then click Youth Ministry. Hope you have an amazing week. God bless.